road I'm going uptown To the Harlem River to drown Dirty water gonna cover me over Hello to another round of Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, lighten the fuse. Cat, take it away. Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a particular platform that you like, please hit that subscribe button so you get a little tool, guys, every Are week. Are we begging? No, we're not begging. We're Sounds letting people like know that that's an option. Okay, the two towns we are shouting out this week. One is uh, Salt Lake City there in Utah. Salt Lake City, of course, is head of Mormon religion. It was also the host of the Olympic Winter Games. Our other town is another kind of a touristy town. It's Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida used to be known as Fort Gatlin. It was established uh, the city during the, let's see, what is, was it called? The Second Seminole Wars. That was the history before it became the, ho- the home of Mickey Mouse. Giving y'all a big cheer. <laughs> Alcohol is always here in some form or another on the back porch. You know, beer doesn't have many vitamins, so you got to drink a lot of it. <laughs> so I'm drinking beer today. I, I found the last two six-packs in the state of Virginia of Newcastle Brown Ale, my favorite beer. It's disappeared off the freaking planet. I, I, I don't know where it went. Supposedly, they got bought out by somebody, and these idiots are changing the recipe. That's what I've been told and it might trickle back up and down the East Coast sometime. I do not know. But when I take a sip of it, if I can get my hands on it again, and Newcastle Brown Ale, if it doesn't taste like it did taste, I'm going to find these idiots, these suits sitting up in an office somewhere who bought this company and then screwed up the goddamn recipe. Didn't mean to say GD, but I did. Cat, what you got? I just have me a lovely Cosmo today. Oh, that fits you, baby. Thanks, You're a Cosmo queen. I like a pinky. All right, today we like to ask questions. Do we always need answers, though? What happened to American food? Where did it go? I mean, what, what are we known for? Freaking hamburgers? Fried chicken, hot dogs, apple pie, cheese steaks, steak and baked potatoes. I would throw barbecue in there, but but for some reason, as we talked about in another podcast, barbecue, we can't even find that out here. Unless um, she wants some Korean barbecue. <laughs> the, the barbecue dealers <laughs> that we have out here. They, uh, they make you meet them on the corner and set up a time and shit. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not, and they're charging you per I'm pound. not paying too honey for your ribs, bro, and your brisket. You can beat it. But, you know, me and the wifey, you know, we go out to eat, whatever, when we go up the road. It's it, called it, date night. We never, we never go, hey, let's go get some barbecue. No. It never comes out of our mouth. 
again, we've told y'all like Thursday nights there, go out to eat night. Sunday we go hit it for lunch. You know, it's just two big trips to go out to eat each week. That's just what we do. We've been doing it for years. Really no big deal, no big discussions about where we're going. We just get in the car and just make it up as we go along. And I usually ask the wifey, I go, you know, where do you want to go? And here's how it usually goes. Cattle go. I don't know, babe. Do you want Mexican? Um, do you want hibachi sushi? Do you want Thai? Do you want Greek? That's how it usually goes. Now, did you hear any American food mentioned in any of those options? It doesn't even go in our brain. I mean, we've got one sports bar out here called Glory Days that we like. And there's a burger works place or whatever that's not too bad. But, you know, but eight times out of ten, we're not going to a restaurant that serves American food. Am I wrong? Well, I haven't found a Shoney's. Is there still a, a Shoney's show- on Broad Street? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's not on purpose. <laughs> I told you. There's no, there's no real thought pattern in it. It just hit me the other day. It's just, it, it's in our psyche because we know if we go to the Mexican place, if we go to the top place, if we go to the Greek place, it, when we go in there, we know we're going to get good. We're going to get good food, and it's not corporate food. And we've already had our little deal of corporate food last week. That I am never going back to the OG ever. Put a Bible on it. I will never. <laughs> we had a bad experience last week at the Olive Garden. Air fault for going there to start with, but we're not going to drag it on because <laughs> it was just. OG's off the list. We we've got a we didn't make up a list like with a pen and piece of paper. We just mental list of places out here that we will never go in. The Bonefish Grill, Outback. I'll, I'll mention these shitholes in a minute. But anyway, corporate food. Right. We just know when we go Mexican, Asian, Greek, Italian. They're very consistent. Am right. I right, Kat? When you right. go in there, you know what you're going to get. You, you don't come out and they go, well, it was okay this time. They, they put the same thing out there every time you go out there. When you hit the table, they wait on you. The food's good. You know, they don't put anything out there except the best they can put out there. They don't send a plate out unless they know it's correct. Now, again, we just mentioned the restaurants out here where we are that offer American menus, they're, they're chain bullshit. You, you got Outback, they suck. Red Lobster, uh, pathetic. <laughs> if you like seafood, and you go it's to not Red, Red Lobster, if, if you, you go like to Red seafood. Lobster or the Bonefish Grill, hopefully you don't even have a Bonefish Grill. I mean, these places are a joke. There's one out here called Chili's. I don't even know how this shithole stays open. I, I really, I don't. Somebody should take a hammer and nail and nail the door shut. That's how crappy that place is. Applebee's. There's an Applebee's out here that's a complete, utter train wreck. Now, they're on the, there's commercials for them in, in between the football games. Get your ribby, ribby, ribs. Maybe your Applebee's in your neighborhood's good. Maybe the Outback in your neighborhood's good. I don't know. 
the but closest the, one to us is called a 95 Applebee's. It's only people get off 95 and go there. Again, these are all horrible American cuisine restaurants. They suck. And take the word cuisine out of it. Sorry, let me take that out. I'm, I'm going to leave the fast food places out of this thing. You know, they got your American burgers and chicken sandwiches. So we'll, we'll just kind of stay out of that. But it, <laughs> we have these orange fast food places out here. They're called Popeye's. Oh, which I think their name is offensive to people who have big eyes that look like they're going to pop out of their sockets. So Thyroid eye disease. They're people. probably going to have to change the name. Popeye's is going to have to come up with a new name. But uh, you probably heard this. About a year ago, they came out with a chicken sandwich that doesn't suck. Okay, and this is a chicken place. I don't, I don't like Popeye's. I eat it once or twice. To me, it's just a big box of crust. I don't know where the chicken is or whatever this other shit. It's just everything's breaded. It's just a big bread, box of breading. But they came out with a chicken sandwich that was supposedly better or just as good as Chick-fil-A. And then the whole world went apeshit. Okay? I have to the have whole a chicken <laughs> sandwich just like that. But but the kicker was I think the last one to come out was Wendy's and it was like hello that was like a year ago Wendy's. The reason I bring it up because chicken is an American food that we do eat one of the few things is Kentucky Fried Chicken, which I believe we railed on a podcast or two because Colonel Sanders made the uh, one tough son of a bitch list. Not his food. Okay, Kentucky Fried Chicken, now, now back in our day, we've said it over and over, it was decent, and then it turned into garbage. There was this chain out here that I liked when we were a kid called Golden Skillet. Oh, the we Golden Skillet We cannot get rocked. that back. The Golden Skillet that rocked. rocked. I mean, you, you could see the grease coming out of the... We don't even have a good fried chicken place, do we? <laughs> no. We don't. This is how bad not it is out one here. of those high-priced Honey's Chicken to the other place. We're out here in the West End, which I know that you could care less where you're living, but we're supposed to be privileged out here, and we have nothing but garbage out here. And to the try ones to get that some. are here are highfalutin, unless oh you check my God. The, the shrine that is Chick-fil-A but there. Here's what my point, my point was. Popeye's, who was like third on the food chain right. in the chicken world, they put out a sandwich that doesn't suck. All of a sudden, Kentucky Fried Chicken goes, hey. Hey, who's, they've been serving chicken since 1952, yeah. and they woke up and go, look, we got a chicken sandwich now that doesn't suck. I mean, <laughs> what a fucking joke. I mean, come on. And as we told you a week or so ago, Kentucky Fried Chicken is now a dispensary. You can get some weed, get hungry, get the munchies, <laughs> and then try to go find some Popeye shit. I mean, here's the question. Do we have any chefs in this country that are doing anything new or exciting to bring the American cuisine back to the forefront? Is there anything going on? I don't know. That was a, what was that thing for a while? Gastropub or something? Yeah, that, didn't last that five came minutes. and went. And take a flamethrower to a hamburger and charge you $18 for it. They had them downtown. Nobody gave a shit. I, you know, don't... I, I don't want to hear when I'm asking if we have any chefs out there doing it. Don't bring up Bobby Flay's name, okay? Again, I've never seen a chef other than him that can ruin a perfectly cooked piece of meat like he can. But you didn't want that mango chutney on there? I don't know. He can take a nicely cooked pork chop, 
pork chop and then dump some strawberries on it or some shit. I'm like, Woody. Now, here's my take. I'm going to give you my take on why there's the difference in how many different types of food. Growing up, being a kid, growing up on a farm. Had nothing. Had nothing. It was chicken, beef, pork. Right. Maybe a fish from the pond occasionally. That was about it. Right. So, and most of my childhood, that's all it was until my dad went to the Ruritans meeting. And all of a sudden, my mother got creative because she had three kids that were there who had never had spaghetti. And so she started making, when dad went to. Oh, we're going to go Italian. We went Italian. And, and then you remember when your mom would make like French bread, but she would just take regular bread. Right. And put a little butter, butter and garlic on it, yeah. on it or something and go, ooh, yeah. look at this. Look at that. And see that, and for most of my childhood, that's all, you know, was that Thursday night when dad wasn't dad there. Because dad was meat and potatoes and green right, beans and that was it. the rest of the week. You know, we didn't, you know, it wasn't until later on that they actually went to an Italian restaurant, Latalia, that's been there forever <laughs> near. And your dad liked it. And my dad liked it. But, but the, that's just how we grew up. So, but other people, they're exposed to more different, you know. I didn't get Chinese food until I was in co- was I was out of college and I was lived in Atlanta. It was the first time I ate Chinese food. Well, well that's a good point. I mean, you, your life experience, what you want to eat, want to try new stuff. You know, we you're exactly right. We didn't have these options. No. And now it's. I grew out up here. on a farm. <laughs> but but maybe this is a good thing we did the podcast. Go out and try different stuff. I mean, you, you had never like had it. Thai food before. I didn't. Months ago when we went to the Thai restaurant. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, you know, uh, American food, it, it needs to make a comeback. We, we need to get our ass kicked. I mean. I know. But how many times during the week am I making Italian versus American? Oh, versus I know. It's Mexican in the house. Versus we have Taco Tuesday. We have uh, Italian sausages. We, we, Kat does all kinds of pastas and stuff. None of it, there might be a little American influence in it, maybe. Yeah. And I'll do a meatloaf that's a polka dot meatloaf. Like tonight, we had beef stew. I mean, right. you know, I think you can bring American food back and what, but you have somebody that has it correctly and not feel like Shoney's or. I don't know. Why do you keep saying Shoney's? <laughs> if just you don't know mind. what Shoney's is, don't worry about it. It's like. It's nothing. It's over. You know, you were talking about, like, let's say you have a craving for something. It's never American food. When you hear people say they have a craving. Except it's when, used, it, when it comes to Thanksgiving. Then all the side right. dishes and I got the you. turkey and, you know, and then but you mostly, get that weird aunt that does a new twist on it. And you go, okay, I'll try your spinach salad or whatever. Usually a craving is for Chinese food. Right. And I, that's, I get it all the time. Usually somebody's pregnant. You know, <laughs> I have a craving for Mexican food. So we have tacos. I actually have a craving for Peruvian chicken. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have this Peruvian, if here I'm we saying go. it right, chicken restaurant out here. It's called Canastas. Whole chicken spinning around over the fire spit. Everything in this place is freaking awesome. And it's in a strip mall, and not that many people come in there. The Amigos come in there. But I'm telling you, whatever Peruvian chicken is, it's on a fire pit 
they chop it up, the fried rice, the green beans, the black beans, everything in this freaking place is off the shizzle, and it's just because we tried it. It was right. trying something different. American cuisine, it needs a shot in the arm, something new. You know, me and the wifey, we're always going to eat hot dogs, hamburgers, steaks. But, you know, when we go out for like a special occasion or whatever, we're going to go do sushi, hibachi. We'll do, you know what we'll do? We'll go to the Brazilian steakhouse. The Brazil man, that place, Texas State Brazil's off the hook. We have a restaurant out here called, uh, it's called the Grapevine. Greek and Mediterranean, which I think we've left out on this podcast. That food, that's another one Caddy got me into. I don't know what, I can't even pronounce half of the stuff on the menu. But when you go Greek or Mediterranean. But you can say Maria's chicken, though, can't you? It, 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 <laughs> it, it just, it all, it all seems so fresh right. and healthy, and it tastes like so good. Like they gave good. a damn when they were making it. I mean, it's like they just prepared it just for you. Right. All right, wake up call, calling you out, chefs. Can we please come up with something new? Because American cuisine is slowly drifting off the map. All right, I'm going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. All right, check this guy out, Hugo Junkers. Mr. Junkers was born in 1859. Let's go history from Steve. Born in Prussia, Prussia, which I believe is now Germany. Yeah, East Germany. Okay. Mr. Junkers, Hugo. Love the name Hugo. We should have another son. Name him Hugo. He was a German aircraft engineer, aircraft designer. His company, Junkers Aircraft and Motor Works, designed the first all-metal multi-engine passenger and freight airplanes eat that hugo junkers pretty much responsible for us being able to get on a plane cool and go wherever the hell we want right now and i bet you you've never heard of him you ever heard of him i can't say i have he also built diesel gasoline engines but when i was in germany there was one freaking museum and the whole place was nothing but engines. That's him. I there was engines it. everywhere. And that's how much, you know, that they... There's no museum here in the United States, even though we've had <laughs> a lot of Ford Look, and I'm the Wright Brothers you. and stuff. There were tons of engines there in Munich. You would just, oh, here's another room full of engines. Hugo how, Junkers. How great. I guarantee it came from his place. I guarantee it. Very smart man. Now, check this out. When the Nazis came into power, they came after Hugo to help them build up their air force. You know what he told Hitler? He told Hitler to stick it. Well, you know what Hitler did? Put him under house arrest. <laughs> That's where he died at the age of, of uh, at the age of seventy-six. In nineteen seventy-six. Hugo was inducted into the International Air and Space Hall of Fame, and that makes Hugo Junkers one tough son of a bitch. Are we watching anything, man? We are watching, and this is something I like watching. Um, I was a big fan of Vikings. I watched Vikings. It was oh on History Channel God. all six <laughs> seasons, even when the seasons would be, oh, here's one half of the season. And then six months later, here's the other half of the season. But I, I love Vikings. And 
Vikings was on History Channel at the end of their last season, unfortunately, on Prime. But uh, Netflix is now into their second season of Valhalla Vikings, which is like 100 years after the Ragnar Lothbrok and his son's version that was on History Channel. And it starts off, it's got, you know, some famous Vikings involved, like Leif Erikson, who was from Greenland. I'm having trouble keeping up, but I know Leif. Frida, I mean, let's see, who else? Freydis, who was uh, the daughter of Eric the Red, and Harold Gunderson, who was later becomes the king of Norway. Anyway, it's good if you're into Vikings or into into history or into Northern European history. It's a great show. There, you know, you can catch. What's it on? It's on Netflix. You can catch the first season. The second season just dropped the other day. And it's called Valhalla Vikings. Wow! Check it out. Wow, we must be running out of cocktails of the week. We must be getting low. <laughs> the list is getting low. We didn't hit the blue motorcycle. Now I can find some new ones on Pinterest. You just give me a minute. If you're if you're still sitting at the Holiday Inn at the bar, then you might be sipping on the blue motorcycle right now. This is one is a class there near the R the R I C. All right. I doubt the twenty-somethings are ordering this drink. I doubt it. It might now, be making a comeback. You don't know. It could be. All right. Back in our day, like mid '80s, the blue motorcycle—it ruled. I mean, no, girls rolled up in there. And but it ordered started that thing. in 1972 in Long Island, and New York created it was a contest. It already they had already had the Long Island ice. They just added the blue tint. They just added the blue tint. Created yeah. a new drink there in NYC. That's a little dirty, because the Long Island iced tea, when you order that, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> It'll put a buzz on you. All right, this one's a shaker. So fill your shaker with ice. Pat, everything a shaker. Go ahead. Because that's the best way that's to do it, It's the best way it, to do it. That's the way to disguise all the liquor you're putting Here in there. Here we go. There's a lot of ingredients. A half shot of vodka, half shot of tequila, half shot of rum, Half shot of gin, half shot of blue curio. Curio, yeah. A dash of sour mix and two ounces of some kind of lemon lime flavored carbonated yeah, drink. Yeah, like seven up there Sprite, something like that. Really not that tricky. I know I'm a master of the Long Island iced tea. Oh, you are. That's news to me. No, that's not news to anybody. Everybody knows that here. Okay. I am the master, so I know how to make this drink. Just oh, the Long Island iced tea, yeah. not the Blue Motorcycle. Right. So put this in your shaker, shake the shit out of it, pour it into another tall bar glass, and bam, you have the Blue Motorcycle. It's like a powder blue looking thing. Yeah. Cats actually made one for us today because we're not alcoholics, but we're trying, so we have all these ingredients. I'm going to take a sip, cat, hand that thing over here. Mm. It's not bad. It, it's it's a Long Island, but it's blue. It's a blue I, I'll Long I'll give Island. you that. What do you think? Mm, let me see. It's really, as they alcohol. say on the uh, Drink Master's, <laughs> Alcohol forward. Okay, there you go. All right, the blue motorcycle. If you've never had one, don't have one. But <laughs> if you want to give it a go, 
Give if it a you're go. having a very blue day or right. a bad day, this might be your trick. All right. Today we were bumpered in with Justin Towns Earl, born in 1982, the year me and Kat graduated from high school. Justin Towns Earl from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Justin dropped out of school, went on the road with his dad, who I think you would know is Steve Earl. Played in his backup band, the Dukes. And then 2007, Justin Towns Earl got signed and released an album. And played at the Grand Ole Opry. Went on tour with Jillian Welch, David Rollins, Old Crow Medicine Show. Who were... Uh, all of that is just... That's a hell of a lineup if, if you got to see that show. 2011... Justin Towns Earl, he, he won the Song of the Year Award at the Americana Music Awards, which is a great, great show. Of course, they sneak it in on public access or something. You never know when it's coming up, but that's where you can really find some really, really awesome, talented people at the Americana Music Awards, people you've never heard of. And that could is be that on more radio. folky, bluegrass? I don't want to call it folky. You don't, yeah, you don't yeah, want to label it. it. It's, okay. it's alt country, uh, alt whatever. Country. I don't know. I don't want to call it. It's Americana. That's what okay, they call we've it. We've seen alt bluegrass. So. And, and the song we were bumpered in today was Harlem River Blues. And that's the song he won for Song of the Year Award in 2011. Now, Steve Earle, his dad, uh, recorded like 10 songs that his son Justin wrote. And this one, Harlan River Br Blues, Steve put a little fiddle, a little steel on it, and it works. It, it, it's freaking great. Um, Justin Town, Earl, Earl he, he was a great songwriter. Unfortunately, Justin Town's Earl left us Way too early. And he left a wife and a child just a couple years ago, 2020. Uh, you know, battled the the drug thing, and um, you know, since his you know since his early teens, he was only 38 years old. So, uh, like Kat said, way too soon to go. Just check out Justin Towns Earl wherever you get your music. I, I saw him open up for uh, Blackberry Smoke years ago. And, and he was just up there playing his guitar. It was awesome. After the show, he went over to the merch table. I went over, bought a sticker, a CD, talked to him. I, it just, it's a shame. It's a shame that, that things went down like it did. But uh, his dad's taking his music and, and going on with it, and it's really freaking awesome. All right, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see you all down the road. See you. Tell my mama I love you, tell my father I tried Give my money to my baby, this man Slow down, going uptown To the Hall of